Hello and welcome to Reverend G's podcast. I am the guy who just wants to share an encouraging word with you, some short sermons that I preached in the past, and I think that you will find all of them beneficial. All I ask that you do is if you enjoy it and learn something, just share it with someone else. So God bless, sit back, and listen to what God has put in my heart that I might share it with you. To John, the 11th chapter. John, the 11th chapter. And I'm going to begin at the first verse, and I'm going to jump several times within that entire chapter. But for I encourage you at a later time to read all of John, the 11th chapter. But I'm going to begin at John 11, chapter, beginning at the first verse. It says, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the glory, God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Then I want to jump down to the 17th verse. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. And then finally at the 41st verse. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I'm going to read on. And I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. If I were going to take a subject or the subject this morning would come from the 17th verse when it says on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. My subject this morning is, it's not what it looks like. Well, would you bow your head and pray with me for a moment? Dear God, we thank you today. We thank you for your son that died on the cross that we might have a right to the tree of life. Lord God, I ask that you would allow me to decrease, that your word would increase. That you would touch someone that needs to hear your word on today. That they would leave here different than the way they came in. And Lord God, we'd always be so careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. It's in Christ's name we pray, amen. Once again, it's not what it looks like. I stopped by briefly this morning to encourage or drop some encouragement on you. I know that sometimes life finds us in difficult times and in difficult situations. Sometimes you can be discouraged. Sometimes you can be depressed. Sometimes you can feel rejected and that no one cares. Sometimes the situation just seems like it's overwhelming. I stop by to let you know that it's not what it looks like. If we can look beyond the situation, God can work a miracle in our lives. Now we, we see that the man named Lazarus was ill and his sister sent word uh, to Jesus. 
And I want to let you know as you look in this particular passage, as it set the stage, that uh, she did not have a cell phone or a Blackberry uh, to text Jesus with. They had to send a messenger to find my Savior. Hmm? And, you know, when they got there and uh, was informed of the word, he stayed there two more days. But she was concerned about her loved ones. I know many of you today are concerned about your loved ones. I know that when, when your loved ones are sick, you need to seek the Lord. Have you ever been there? Amen. Or maybe you're sick right now and you haven't sought the Lord. You need to seek the Lord. I know the doctor may have said that it's over and that it's never going to be a difference, but seek the Lord. It's not what it looks like. It takes faith to go to the next level. I share this story with you on this year. Back in January, my sister went home to be with the Lord. And I can tell you that prior to this, there was many uh, hospital visits. So I understand the care and concern about a loved one. And I distinctly remember going to Florida one day and going up to the emergency room. There I was going up the stairs, going up the elevator. And my whole thoughts was, I want to go and encourage my sister. I am a reverend. I know the word of God. I know what scriptures to, to share with her and how to lift her up in our time of need, because I cared for her. And as I got there and I saw her and I went into her room, and by the time it was all over, she was putting the word on me. She was encouraging me, even in her illness, she was encouraging me in the word. And as I left her, I said, Lord, I just want to have that kind of strength. Even though it looks, it, it, it looks difficult, I want to be on death's door and still say, I'll praise you. I, I want to be, if I'm standing in the unemployment line, I still want to say, I'll praise you. Yeah. Hmm? If, if they are dragging my stuff out of my house and foreclosing, I still want to praise you. Yeah. Because it's not what it looks like. See, the enemy wants you to focus in on what is happening in your life. But I dare you to close your eyes and see God. Hmm? And you see within this text that, that Jesus waited two more days. Now, I thought about this for a second. If I can park here for just a moment. If I would have gotten a call from Sister Gaines saying, your children are sick, and I told her I was going to stay two more days, it would have been a long trip. Oh, you'll hear me now. Uh, you know how it is. If you get the call and, 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 and the message says your brother or your sister is sick, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to try to find a way to get there. Oh, hear me now. Oh, oh, this is how we do it now. You know, when, when we get the call, uh, the first thing we do is try to go to cheap tickets, Expedia.com. I mean, if you got to fly, you're trying to find the quickest way that you can get there. Yeah. And, and once you're online and, and, and you've gotten the ticket, you're praying all the way to the airport. Lord God, let the traffic be light. Because I want to make it there so I can be with my loved ones. But here, Jesus waits two more days. I'm so glad that God's time is not our time. I understand why the saints say he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. He's always on time. And with that time, can we still stay focused on God? Can you and I still have the faith yet to believe he can work it out for this loved one? And it says that, uh, uh, that Jesus says that this will not end in death, but it is for the glory of God 
for the glory of God, for whatever you're going through. I wonder, can you ask yourself, is it for the glory of God? Hmm? No matter what the trials is, no matter what the situation, I've learned to say, for the glory of God. Lord, I surrender to you. Everything I am and everything I be, I surrender to you for the glory of God. If I'm passed over for promotion, it's for the glory of God. If I am promoted beyond, it's for the glory of God. Hmm? If the car doesn't start, it's for the glory of God. Because I want to learn how to praise him in the midst of my circumstance, in the midst of my situation. It's not what it looks like. Close our eyes and see God. But for God's glory. I want God to be glorified in everything I do, everything I say, everywhere I go. I want God to get the glory. Oh, let me say it again. Sometimes it's easy to get caught up in your own glory. But I want God to get the glory for what he's doing in my life. I will tell you, on this year, I received a, promo a promotion. And I was not expecting this promotion for years to come. But I realized it's not about me. It's for the glory of God. I believe that God put me in a place to do his will. Not what I desire to do, but for his glory. It may look like I have an office, but it's not for me. It may look like I have a desk, but it's not for me. It's for the glory of God. It's all for God's glory. For the word says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus. So when he heard that it, he was ill, he remained two more days in the place where he was. Sometimes when we want God to show up on Friday, he shows up on Sunday. Sometimes when we want him there at 1159, he shows up at 1201. But he's always on time. And I know I, and I'm preaching because I'm living because when I need a need, I don't want him to show up later. I want God to be right there and right then. I'm just keeping it real for you. Uh, when I go to the interview, I want the job. But God says, I have another one for you. Uh, when, when, when I start looking for a place to live, I want that one. But God says, I have another place for you. If you can hold on a little while longer. And so the disciple said to master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death. While they thought that he meant ordinary sleep, Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. What are the four days that you're going through right now? What four days are you in? Is it four days, four minutes, four hours, four years, four decades? God yet will show up on time. Hmm? I know on the outside he's dead and he's in the tomb, but guess what? It's not what it looks like. 
my young people, those of you who are getting ready to receive those report cards, <laughs> if you have done what you're supposed to do, let me rephrase that. If you have done what you're supposed to do, trust God and realize it's not what it looks like. And as Pastor said earlier, my wife and I work with the singles. And I, we get into a lot of very interesting conversations. And one of the conference conversations is about the availability of men and the availability of good women, good men and good women. And there are a lot of singles that are designed to have a godly, designed, and led marriage. And some tell me it just looks so bleak out there. They say it used to be slim pickings, now there's just no pickings. <laughs> Even though it looks that way, I wonder will you trust God to put the husband in your life? I wonder will you put, trust God to put the wife in your life? He wants you to have. It's not what it looks like. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she, sent, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. I don't think she was aware of the everywhereness of God. God is not limited to a specific location. He is everywhere. My brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give, give to you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. But some of them said, could not the one who opened his eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? You know, sometimes even when God is getting ready to bless us, someone's going to ask that question. Are you a believer? Why are all these things happen to you? Why are they being blessed and you're not being blessed? I wonder, can you tell them it's not what it looks like? Hmm? I wonder, could we go back and say, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him? Hmm? Though, uh, though they're moving me out, though I've been passed over, it's still not what it looks like. And I'm sure if you've ever gone to the hospital, and receive some discouraging news from the doctor. It really brings it to home. It's one thing, I found there's one thing to encourage someone else when they're going to the hospital or coming from the hospital. But it's another thing when you are that person. Isn't it amazing how we can have faith for other people's healing? But when we look at our own situation, it's a little different. It's not what it looks like today. Jesus came to the tomb. It was a cave that stone lay across. It looked like death had sealed the tomb. And prior to this portion of the scripture, the statement says, he stinketh by now. Sometimes life just stinks. Sometimes life just is not fair. But I know a God that is a way maker, that is a burden bearer, a heavy load sharer. So even when life is stinking right now, 
Mm. God can take away the stones of life, stones that are facing you right now. If we can have that faith. If. Because Lazarus had been dead for four days. You see, uh, when I look at this, you know, sometimes you watch these uh, Discovery Channel shows and they're all good. And they'll say this person died for 30 seconds. But Lazarus had been dead for four days. You can't hold your breath that long. Your heart can't stop beating for that long. He was dead. And I'm encouraged by this because if God can bring someone from the dead to life, surely he can take care of anything in between that. Hmm? Our little financial issues, our little credit problem, God can take care of all of that. If we take our eyes and keep them on God. Jesus said, take away the stone. God is saying the same thing in our lives. He's trying to remove the obstacles that hold us back. Are you willing to let God remove the obstacles in your life? What is keeping you from being the person that God wants you to be? Hmm? What circumstance are you looking at that is holding you back from doing all you can for God? Jesus said, did not I tell you that if you believe, you shall see the glory of God? So they took away the stone Jesus, and Jesus and raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he said this, he cried out in a loud voice, loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hands and feet with burial bands. And his face was wrapped in cloth. So Jesus said to them, untie him and let him go. Untie him and let him go. I started off by saying it's not what it looks like. Now I want to finish off with a few points of biblical illustration for you. When David stood before Goliath, it looked like he was about to get a whooping. Hmm? But God stepped in. Oh, y'all don't hear me today. I don't care what giants you're facing, let God fight your battles for you. It's not what it looks like. When Daniel was placed in the lion's den, he looked like he was about to be Purina Cat Child. Hmm? But God can make the lions into kitty cats. Oh, y'all don't hear me today. I'm trying to give you a word here. When the three Hebrew boys were thrown into the fiery furnace, it looked like they were going to be consumed by fire. But God can work it out. What furnaces are you in today? What lines then are you in today? What Goliath stands before you today? And you've been looking at it, trying to figure out how you're going to do this thing. Trust God. It's not what it looks like. I know that you may, some of you are married, and your marriage looks like it is about to break. It is about to collapse. I wonder, can you search God? 
Because the devil likes nothing more than to destroy the family. Hmm? It may look like you're not going to make it, but if both of you can find this book, can find this word, hmm? God can work it out. To my students that are coming close to graduating, and you may have some grades that you think are not going to get you into college, and it may take a miracle to get you there. I know your parents are praying. I know the youth pastor is praying. But I want to encourage you, don't give up. Trust in God. And, and, and though we have fallen short, he still has a way of working things out in our lives. I'll share this testimony, then I'll take my seat. Earlier this year, this is for my young people. Earlier this year, my daughter Candace is a 10th grader. And she was having problems in biology. And it looked like she was not going to be able to pass that particular class. And you know, I tried calling Sylvan Learning Center, the Learning Tree, all of these places. But you know, the one place I got the most resource was, was right here. So I talked to the tutoring ministry. And they say, yeah, well, you know, we don't really have anybody that does the biology, but we can see if we can find someone for you. Hmm? And one Sunday, a young lady came up to me and said, Reverend Gaines, my name is Chloe. And I understand that your daughter is having problems with biology. She said, I'm getting ready to graduate uh, high school, and I'm going to college to be a biology major. Look how God worked things out. For a moment there, it looked like Candace was not going to pass. So I started bringing her to tutoring. In each grading period, her grade went up and up and up. So I got the call. I think the great report cards came on last week. She said, Dad, I'm back on the honor roll. So whatever your struggle may be, it may look like it's not going to work out. But God has a way of putting people in our lives to take us to where he wants us to be. And sometimes we can't get there. We have to ask someone to go for us. You know, I can't make it, but can you pray for me? We all need to have those kind of people that are willing to go to Jesus for us. And that's what I encourage you today. That look beyond your circumstance and look beyond your situation and you will see that your life should be to glorify God. God bless you. I want to thank you for joining in and listening to today's uh, sermon. 
I pray that it touched your heart and that it will encourage you uh, tomorrow, the day after, and any days in the future. So God bless, and please feel free to come back and join us again. Thank you for listening.